Viktor Frankl, who is a Nazi Holocaust survivor and author of Man's Search for Meaning, he says, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. Welcome to Rise Leaders Radio. I'm your host, Leanne Mallory. As a leadership coach, I work inside organizations and I focus on helping leaders achieve their whole person potential and meaningfully contribute to their organization's mission. With this podcast, I share leadership best practices, developmental approaches, and stories of exemplary leaders. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to this episode on personal freedom. This summer, as I was paying attention to the Independence Day celebrations that were happening in June and July, my mind started tumbling into external versus internal independence and freedom. And I want to say, first of all, that the external freedoms or liberties are very, very important. So I'm not diminishing those. Those are harder to change. So I wanted to focus today on our internal liberation. So what does it take for us to feel free and liberated within our own mind and in in our own life? So this episode is divided into three sections. The first section is basically, what does it look like when we are exercising our internal freedoms? The second part is more focused on what it looks like when we're not, when we're grabbing on to those limiting beliefs. And then the final section is a list of resources that you can read, watch, journal about in order to get a better handle on all the ways that you might be limiting yourself. So of course, I hope that you enjoy or get some value out of this episode and you probably have things that you would add. And so I hope that you'll do that by making a comment in whatever podcast platform that you're listening to. I'll be providing a lot of links in the show notes, as well as a document, a downloadable document for doing your own journaling, some sentence stems that you can complete, some questions that you can answer in order to explore ways that you might be limiting yourself. Thanks and enjoy the episode. A couple of weeks ago, as I prepared to celebrate Bastille Day, I began musing on independence and freedom. In less than a month, three celebrations of independence had occurred. And by the way, this happens every summer, but for some reason I was paying a different kind of attention this year. First, we have Juneteenth, or Freedom Day, that's celebrated on June 19th. 
This is a celebration of the eventual emancipation of enslaved African Americans in Galveston, Texas in 1865. I say eventual because it was three years after the actual Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1862. Then on July 4th, we celebrate U.S. Independence Day. Now, this was signed in 1776. The American Revolution was in full swing since the year before and actually didn't end until 1782. And then finally, on July 14th, we celebrate Bastille Day, which is a celebration of French unity after the French Revolution. And the Bastille is actually a fortress-style prison that was stormed to release seven prisoners who were there probably on false charges. And by the way, you're welcome for the mini history lesson. So all of these dates are markers of independence. And depending on your view, you may say that we're still in the battle for all the freedoms proclaimed and celebrated on these days. So independence and freedom are not actual events. They're processes and practices that often have really long timelines. This particular list is a list of external freedoms, freedoms that are institutionalized and granted by laws, constitutions, governments, amendments, etc. Changes in these domains require monumental effort. But there's another type of freedom that's based on our personal power or empowerment that we have much greater impact on. It's the type of freedom that Viktor Frankl, who is a Nazi Holocaust survivor and author of Man's Search for Meaning, wrote about. He says, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. He also said, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. This from a man who survived the Nazi concentration camps. Again, this speaks, or Frankel is speaking to the feeling of internal freedom or the dynamic of internal freedom, which is our ability and willingness to empower ourselves to live into our full potential. What Frankel wrote about feels true and yet certainly not easy. It's much easier to wait for the external world to change and then fall in line and follow When these thoughts on external and internal freedom began to download and I started making notes, I saw the choices for freedom and independence everywhere. And then I started thinking about what limits our internal freedom, like our limiting beliefs and behaviors. My mind went really wide and then I narrowed down the points I wanted to make. I'm sure that once I publish this episode, I'll have a hand upside the head moment where I can't believe that I left that out, whatever that is. So here's my take on what internal freedom and independence look like. Number one, it looks like creating visions for our own life and then taking steps toward those visions. We're honest and clear about what we want 
not what someone else wants of us or what we feel obligated to do. It's what we want. Secondly, it takes knowing who we are, including our values and our strengths and many other things. We want to know what we stand for and where we can have impact. I suggest a constant reviewing and remembering of this list. Recognizing that we have the power to choose how to respond in any given situation is what Frankel was speaking about, and that's my number three. So Frankel is famous for highlighting that our response to any stimulus or to any situation is an opportunity for growth and freedom. We can say no. We can work to be calm and kind and to respond with grace and dignity rather than anger and violence. Number four, when we are acting with internal freedom, we are taking action or we're pursuing things as a result of our own desires rather than following what others are doing. What I mean by this is doing the job that you're passionate about, taking on the hobbies that you're interested in, investing your precious resources in areas that are meaningful for you. Psychologists will call this being self-authored. Fifth is using discretion and intention for where we place our focus and attention. And I have spoken about this before. I did an earlier episode on this. I'll link to that in the show notes. But our devices and social media are working hard to grab our attention and to direct it in ways that do not work in our best interest. So know where you want to spend your time and attention and create boundaries and practices so you find that sweet spot of exactly where you want to be focused. Six is being accountable and responsible for our lives. This means owning our part and cleaning up our messes, admitting our mistakes, and making amends if needed. When we're doing these things, we are facing our life head on. We're not hiding from anything. And then finally, I think being okay if others don't agree with us. One of the limiting beliefs or behaviors that we have is that we think we need to be liked by everyone. It's not necessary. And we lose a lot of our power when we spend a lot of time and attention trying to be liked. Now let's talk about how we might hold ourselves captive or limit ourselves. So we could go back through this list that I made in the first place, and starting at the beginning, one way that we limit ourselves is by not making the investment in ourselves to know what we want and what we stand for. We also limit ourselves when we react, when we say yes to just whatever grabs our attention, our screens, other people's requests, etc. Remember that you have the power to choose and to give yourself the space to respond. The third thing, uh, and actually this is a set of threes, so three, four, and five are comparing, complying, and complaining. So we limit ourselves when we compare ourselves to other people. This is opposite from 
the self-authored label. This one is called being socially defined. And basically, I think, or I say, I'm okay if dot, 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 if I have X, if I live in this part of the city in this kind of house, if I'm a part of this club. And basically, we're saying, I want what they have. So maybe not paying attention or knowing what I really want, but doing what other people are doing just so that I belong. So again, that one is called comparing. The next one is complying. So staying small, not rocking the boat, staying quiet in meetings, and just basically being agreeable. This is really linked to wanting to be liked. And then number five is complaining. Again, we're on the list of the things that hold us captive or are limiting for us. When we're complaining, we're holding that the problem is out there, outside of us, and someone else needs to fix it. So we're not taking responsibility. Essentially, this is playing the role of the victim. The good news about a complaint is that it's usually a good indicator of what we care about. So if I'm complaining that I can't keep my diabetes in good control because my husband keeps buying chips that I eat, by the way, it might mean that I care about my health. It might also mean that I care about his support. So if you find yourself complaining, get underneath that and ask yourself, what is it that I'm really caring about here? So the next thing, which is number six on my list, is that we limit ourselves by accepting the boxes that other people have put us in, or we propagate stereotypes about others. Um, The author Elizabeth Lesser tells a story in one of her books, Cassandra Speaks, about a nine-year-old little boy who was asked what it would be like if he didn't have to fit into the, quote, man box. And he said, I would be free. So at nine years old, this little boy was already clear and conflicted about what it meant to be a man. Number seven is swirling around in what's called the imposter syndrome. In other words, it's not recognizing and valuing your own worth, expertise, contribution, or impact. Secretly feeling like you're an imposter and that you might be found out. I was working with the group one time, and one of the the guys in my group said, everyone at my company has specific expertise. I just run customer support, so I don't have much to contribute. So one way that this belief impacted him was in the difficulty he had in saying no. He was always trying to prove his worth, which then caused burnout and resentment. So I started this episode with what internal freedom looks like. I'm going to highlight a list of things you can do and also leave you with some resources to expand your feeling of independence and personal freedom. So first of all, spending time reflecting on your values, your vision, and your strengths. Know yourself in these ways. When you know yourself in this way, then you can double-check your motivations. 
Are you chasing your dreams or someone else's? One of the best resources for being responsive rather than reactive. So if we go back to the work of Viktor Frankl, is the work of David Emerald and the Power of Ted and Three Vital Questions. Those are book titles to two of David's books. And I interviewed David in an earlier episode, which of course I will link to. Um, and it is perhaps the most downloaded episode on Rise Leaders Radio. He's basically talking about how to shift your focus from complaining and being victim to empowerment and creating the outcomes that you want. So you can also take back your attention. Listen to an earlier episode I did with Seth Braun. You should watch The Social Dilemma about all of the efforts that are being made to grab your attention. Or you can read How to Break Up with Your Phone from Katherine Price. All of these are great resources. Again, I'll be linking to these and many more in the show notes. And I'm also going to link to a document with some journal prompts for self-reflection. These are things that you can uh, just create sentence stems and finish those. And all of these should help you with a sense of more empowerment, more freedom, and catching yourself in your own limiting beliefs. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to Rise Leaders Radio on your preferred podcast platform. Your ratings, reviews, and shares are also really appreciated. You can also visit rise-leaders.com for all the resources we talked about today and to work with me if you're committed to making your unique and positive impact. Thank you for listening and remember, elevate your part of the world.